Hello everybody, and welcome once again to Detect and Protect, the Australian Biosecurity Podcast. I'm your guest host today, Casey Baines. Today is our final episode in our special series celebrating last year's 30th anniversary of the Biosecurity Detected Dog program. The program plays a vital role in the interception of biosecurity risks in the airport, mail and cargo environments. The Detected Dog's excellent agility and super noses makes them one of our most effective and lovable detection methods. Our final guest for the podcast series is Leanne Kendra. Leanne joined the Detected Dog program at a very interesting time in 2009 when the program was transitioning from beagles to labradors. She outlined some of the differences between the breeds and discussing both pros and cons. Leanne also talks about the special bond she had with her Detected Dog Sage. She was one of the very few handlers who have transitioned a Detected Dog from their initial training and worked them all the way to retirement. At present, Leanne is a technical supervisor for the Sydney Detected Dog team, and in the episode, she shares some of the skills from the program that has assisted her in her professional development. Um, just to get a bit more, to know a bit more about yourself, um, how you joined the Detected Dog program, where you are, and what dog you work with now. Okay, well, my name's Leanne. Um, I yeah. started with the Detected Dog Unit in 2009 um, as a passive handler at the airport. Um, so. I came in when it was the time of the Beagles. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> 2009 was, that was when we first got our Labrador, first Labrador, I think. Yeah, and then we took that, eight, it was eight just, years just to before. Cross over. So, oh, just before. Yeah, okay. yeah I, was on the tra- I was on the transition. So, um, yeah, I was the last of the Beagles, the first of the MPD Labradors. Oh, right. That would have been a pretty interesting experience. Oh, um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It was a, a, a whole new ball game. <laughs> <laughs> so if you started with a beagle, um, did you work with one specific dog and did they have yes, any traits I did. Um, um, that were unique to them? Yeah, yeah. So when I started, um, I had a nine kilo beagle called Onyx. So she was oh, a tiny, cool. she was a tiny little yeah. math dog, um, but she made up in in work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always eager to get out and sniff things. Oh, I guess. definitely, definitely, yeah. really nice little um, dog. Um, and then I also transitioned across to the actives because we were still two split um, teams, we were passive and active. Yeah. And I came across to the active dogs, and I worked a detector dog, Ivan. Oh, okay. And what breed was Ivan? Was that and when we still had Ivan was a Labrador. So he Labrador, was a Labrador. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And then going forward after mm-hmm. that, I then received my first MPD, so yeah. multi-purpose detection dog, um, and her name was Sage. Oh, and good. I was really fortunate with Sage. I was one of the last handlers to work a dog from the time they came in the field to the time they retired. So I oh, had her from right. 18 months old until she was eight when she retired. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. so she is my standout dog because I was able to yeah. work with her her whole career. Um, we had a, a really special bond. So then... Obviously, um, a lot of our detected dogs retire with their handlers. Did Sage go home with you? Yes, she did. She did? And she is yeah. still at home. She's oh, Good on her. <laughs> she is very grey. She's more yeah. grey than black these days. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, she's still getting around a lot slower, but still plays yeah. with the other two dogs at home. Oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
So when you joined the Dinesh Dog program, was that something specific that interested you or drew you towards it? Uh, well, my love of dogs, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, the love of dogs really brought me into it and having the opportunity to come to work every day and work with a dog. Yeah. Um, but not only that, obviously, we have a really important role as a biosecurity officer. So two in mind, like dog detection yeah. capabilities and, and finding those concealments, it's, yeah, yeah, very much so. And and when you find something, it's almost like instant gratitude. You say, well, I've done the hard work, my dog's done the hard work, and you can see what might have gone through when you find something like that. that so. And and that's the thing. It, it's um, yeah. for, for me as a handler, there's so much <laughs> gratification when you see the hard work that you've put in to maintain your proficiency of your dog yeah. and, and see its capabilities in the workforce, knowing that, you know, there's a lot of things that no human, no other detection tool can actually find, like yeah. plant or concealed seeds or, you know, those kind of concealments. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's gratifying when you see your dog come through on a find like that. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, so did you have any dog handling experience before or was it just the, the drawer of the program that brought you in? No, no detection, no detection experience. I had a bit of obedience doing obedience um, outside, okay. but um, no detection work as such. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, and I guess we've talk, talked about now that there are a few dogs that you work with now um, at the airport yourself or? Yeah, um, yeah. At, at the moment, um, well, did you want to know how many dogs and, and what I've done? Oh, well, sure, yeah. yeah. If there's yeah, a big list, yeah. you can so obviously, um, like I had Sage and then retired, but since then mm -hmm. we've moved to multi-handling, so our dogs don't yep. stay with us for the whole period of their working life. So we do move around yeah. quite a bit. Um, I've had the opportunity since retiring Sage um, I've had the opportunity to bring on five, five dogs out of the training oh, shed, so to transition okay. them into the work environment, oh, um, gotcha. which has been really good from a training perspective, not just a handler, but being a dog trainer. Um, yeah. it's, it's a real important part, being able to transition them out of that, that shed environment into the working environment. Yeah, it's really interesting because um... – Obviously, we train our dogs in in just a single shed where their handler is usually the only person or one of very few people around them. Yes, and then yeah. they get placed into either an airport where they could have thousands of people walking at them at once or mm. uh, a mail centre where they could have thousands of parcels and conveyors going around them. That's Do you right, find so. that yeah. when you get your transitional dogs, they struggle with um, distractions? Oh, in the beginning, um, def well, definitely um, focus is a thing. At the moment, yeah. I've got a, a very green dog. He came out of the training shed into the work environment in June. Yep. Um, and he's a very he's a young male. He came out at 17 months. Um, right, he's, okay. a, he's a big boy. So focus for him, a typical, you know, typical male dog, yep. you know, <laughs> like a little bit hard to focus, but has mat is, is really maturing into a really nice dog. So it's just making sure that um, – you know, the handler sticks at their task. Um, yes, yeah. you've got to make the, the work lots of fun and lots of variety, but you've got to have your dog focused to do that. 
Yeah. And uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Because um, people might externally perceive that you're just standing there next to the dog and the dog does all the work, but it's really a team effort, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It is a it, yeah. it's a real team effort. So you build that you build that bond with your dog and the dog needs to trust you as well. Yeah. So there's a big trust and respect thing. Um <laughs> because the work and the maintenance that you put into that dog, you're trusting that dog's ability to detect that biosecurity. Yeah, risk. definitely. And, yeah. and the ongoing maintenance, it's not just um, bringing the dog in one day, it's the ongoing maintenance for the whole of their career. Yeah, for sure. So, and and the, the trust is a big thing, right? Because um, a lot of the time there could be things that are concealed that you would never think is in the lining of a bag or wrapped within a parcel within a parcel or something, but that doesn't stop the dog from sniffing it out. That's that's exactly right. So you do yeah. need to to do that training and that maintenance training and trust your dog. Always yeah. follow. Yeah, you've got to always follow up on that um on that change in behaviour. Yeah, that was um one of the things we talked to Bob, who was the program manager at the inception of the program, and that was the thing that he just drilled into all of the handlers. Then was trust your dog, trust your dog. Um, yeah, always, yeah, and, and yeah. it is, and you really do need to trust your dog, and and your dog needs to trust you. You need to be that positive leader for them as well, because it, it goes both right, ways. Yeah, they have to have trust in you for confidence. So if you're a good, strong leader they'll have the confidence to do the work they need yeah. to do. So, yeah, it's, it, right, there's lots yeah. of skills learnt from the dog and the handler. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so when you look about back at your years as a handler, um, do you have one go-to story or one thing that, that you tell people when they ask you about an interesting time as a handler? There's not one. There's not one particular... Thing I talk about I talk about like yeah. the job in general how lucky I have been to have the opportunities that I've had I've, I've been able right. to um, do special clearances I've been able to go to Canberra and and clear diplomats on a tarmac I've been able to clear um, returning Olympic teams I've been oh, able cool. to do you know that there's a, a whole wide range of, of things yeah. and opportunities that I've been able to do. I've been able to to go to Canberra and do demonstrations um, for industry forums and yeah. Oh, cool. So, nice. So yeah, you can really put yourself into work and get lots of opportunities. It's not just about you know doing one thing. You, you can yeah. really put yourself out there. Yeah. So, um, I guess. Definitely, you're saying that you have lots of opportunities. Um, do you think being a detective handler prepares you well for for all of those, and then for also maybe developing your career? I, I saw that you're a team leader at the moment, so yes, yeah, yeah. I am currently acting. So, oh, definitely, because you work in a, a small group, but not just a small group. You're working across so many different um, areas. So you're working in the airport environment. You're working in the mail environment. You you could also be um, in meetings with our pathways capabilities. So communication yep. is a big thing. So communication skills, um, leadership skills, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And your growth as a technical dog trainer you grow as a trainer. You're not just a handler, you're a trainer. Yeah. And 
um, that's really interesting. A lot of the past handlers that I've talked to um, have said it's one of those jobs that every single day you will look at something new or every day pick up something, day. some small perceivement from your dog or something like that. Yeah, always keep you on your toes. Yeah, and that and that's very true. Every day you come to work is a different day. So it, you're learning something from your dog, whether it be a change in behaviour, um, a mannerism, the, the environment that you're working in. Every day mm-hmm. is a new day. And even to the point where some every run's a different run. So you get your dog out yeah, for true. your dog. It's a different thing every time you come out. You've got to keep it interesting for the dogs as well. So the dog yeah, needs true. to come to work thinking it's a day in the dog park, but they're actually working. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. fun and variety in a and but professional. They they're not pets, they are working dogs and that's we have to make that really clear. Um yes, you're having fun with your dog, but your dog will love you through its work if you give it enough variety. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 They're a special. Um, they're a special yeah. um, detection tool. Oh, for sure. There's, yeah. There's not really anything else that can sort of compare to the way that dogs work as a detection tool for us. Um, definitely unique. Um, could you maybe run through what what a single workday looks like for you, um, working as a handler? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so normally we'll get to work. I'll say the first day of shift. Um, mm-hmm. We'll prepare training for for the day yep. now um depending you could be working on odor thresholds presentation so you'll set your training around the environment yep. um and then you will either if you're in the airport environment you'll be running in the sea so the secondary baggage inspection area or yep. now we're now deploying back out around the carousels which is really exciting yeah. um yeah. the dogs are loving that variety So, yeah, so you set your training up. You'll do your training. um, You could either do it as a training sequence on its own or you could Mm -hmm. do it within the live environment, depending on what you're working on at the time. Right, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, And then then once you've gone through that training, uh, you you run as passengers come through? Yep, so you're deploying passengers That's and you're deploying your dogs over passengers. Um, You're also doing, remember, you're a biosecurity officer as well, so you're doing baggage inspections. Mm -hmm. You're doing your non-compliance. So it's the full picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And you mentioned that we're deploying back around carousels now. is that, or has that been a challenge to try and get dogs to focus again? Because um, currently the way we screen, we line passengers up for them and they run along in a line, right? Whereas, you know, yeah. how are you experiencing um, the carousel? Every dog adapts to environments differently. Um, yeah. And we've, we've put in the training. So we've put training in place to get them focused and, and and redirect around to that kind of deploying. Um, and that and that's a skill that the handler really needs to have is to be able to change for your environment. You need to yeah. be able to change the way that you train and change the way that you deploy your dog because you do deploy your dog differently mm-hmm. in the SEA compared to the carousel. Yeah, true. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Um can you think of one really interesting find or a, a few maybe that, that you've had a dog sniff something out that's turned out to be something new for you? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. One of my detector dogs, Juno, 
that I was mm -hmm. um, working on the SMS, sorry, EMS belts uh, oh, yeah. at the mail facility. She responded to a box and upon inspection, the inspecting officer opened the box up and went, no, no, can't see anything. All right. Then they took the whole box, then they started to take the whole box apart. Mm -hmm. They pulled out some Pringles containers, you know, the chip containers, yep. <laughs> a bit heavy. Inside uh -huh. of the four Pringle containers were concealed salami. <laughs> right, okay. So, wow. So that was an interesting one because just at first glance, like it looked yeah. perfect yeah. until um, until the inspecting officer. And that was, you know, and that's the main thing as well. People that are mm -hmm. inspecting our um, responses really need to look beyond. They, they really need to take it apart because our dogs can find a flower in a wallet. Like, yeah, exactly. And that has happened recently. Like we've had dogs find around the carousel a small fresh flower inside a gentleman's wallet. Right. So, yeah. it's, you know, and no <laughs> one would have small. found that other than a dog. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's the beauty. Yeah. Each each detection um, capability, whether it be dog, human or X-ray, they all have their pros and cons, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And but that, all that's work probably together the nicely. biggest one. Yeah, when Definitely, they're all put together, yeah. they work nice together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was talking to one of our old handlers and she was telling me a story about one of the beagles that crossed the entire baggage hall to find a single leaf that was stuck in someone's shoe. Yes. It's amazing how small and it doesn't matter if it's a giant chunk of meat or something really small like a leaf. Um, the dogs will sniff it out. Well, that's it. Even like my little beagle, we found flowers like flower in a hair and the way that she used to indicate is she'd just like pirouette on her back like for something that was up high because oh, she was right. so small okay. yeah she would pirouette mm -hmm. and just like dance around and, oh cool yeah because she was like trying to get <laughs> up, up so high yeah trying to try to sit, uh, smell the scent yeah 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 so i've had, cool. had lots of um yeah interesting interesting finds over the years yeah yeah um and um, obviously, the department's just done a, a big recruitment round. Um, yep. Can you think of um, attributes or advice that you might give to to handlers that are just starting to join join our team of handlers now? Okay, so yeah. you're looking for someone that's wanting to join the dog unit. Is that the, the question? Yeah. 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 Um, if you're already in the department, I say come and speak to the dog unit because perception, a lot of people just think we walk around the airport with a dog. There's a lot more that goes into being a dog handler. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so I say approach the dog handlers, have a conversation. Um, if you have the opportunity to, pit, to come and join and be a dog assist, a, a canine assist, and work right. with the dog so um, you can actually see what's going on and you're there on the spot watching it for a shift. Um, and if you're people from outside, mm -hmm. you know, if you're travelling through the airport, don't be scared to say, oh, hey, I'm interested in working dogs, you know. Approach yeah. people. <laughs> the best thing to do is approach people. I know myself when I first started in, I started with the department back in 2006. Yep. And I start the reason I came in is because I wanted to work the dogs. So right, back, okay. back then it took a while to actually get into the dog unit. It was very yeah. it was a niche thing. Um 
but my aim was to get in. And that's what I did. I actually spent time with the dog unit. I mm-hmm. used to rove around the carousels with them and assist them. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of made myself known to the dog unit. Yeah. Well, this is what I want. Good on yeah. you and um, the, the, the unit, the program. I was so lucky to have you. Um, and then um, thinking about people external, are there any sort of attributes or experiences that might benefit them if they were going to apply? Um, the, specifically because we've just done an external group around for the dogs? Yeah, well, from the outside, I'd definitely be doing my homework. I'd be looking into our website for sure, mm-hmm. going on and seeing what, what the dogs do. Um, yep. There's information on our website. So that that's one place I would definitely be going, doing a little bit of homework and research on what we do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I'm starting to get to the end of my questions, but one of the big ones that we had for you particularly was this is our 30th anniversary. If you had a big picture idea of what the Detective Dog Program looked like for the 40th anniversary, what what would you think it would look like in the future? Is it what I would like or what I think it will be like? We can do two scenarios, one or the other. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I think at, at this point, based on what's happening today, our unit size will grow. Mm-hmm. I believe that... Um, our unit size will definitely grow in both dogs and handlers. And I'd like to think that we'd be deploying across more areas as well as our capabilities grow. Right, okay. So, so more pathways, more... Yeah, more, more pathways, yeah. definitely. Right, okay. And then um, your big picture idea that might be slightly different? Oh, my big picture idea... <laughs> It's probably really the same. We we do yeah. need the we, we need the handlers and we're getting them. Mm-hmm. They're recruiting yeah. them. Yeah. So we need the dogs. They're recruiting them. Um, it's just I think if we can get some more variety, definitely. And um, because our capabilities, we're just scratching on the surface of the capabilities of detection dogs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest biggest trait is how versatile they are as well. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah, the more places that we can actually deploy our dogs, I, I think it'd be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Um, I think so. I could probably sit here forever. But, so. no, yeah. I, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's probably it for today. Yeah, okay. I hope, um, I've, I, I hope I've given well, you something to work with. No, definitely, um, and I've definitely enjoyed talking to you. I guess one more thing I might ask is um, you've got one dog at home. Do you have a- any other detector dogs that have come home with you in, in those last few years, or um, do you have a big dog family of your own that um, she's gone home no, with? No, I've got a full house at the moment, so I've, yep. got my old, I've got my old detector dog, plus I've got another Labrador as well and mm-hmm. a pug that thinks he's a Labrador. <laughs> 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 it's always like that, isn't it? The yes. cat with two dogs, the cat thinks it's a dog, the pug thinks yep. it's a big dog. Yeah. And of course the little dog's the boss. <laughs> oh, very much so. Yeah. That's always the way. <laughs> always the way. Um, but that's generally what happens is um obviously with, with our dogs, our work dogs, where possible, when they're retiring, it's nice if the handler can take them home. Yeah. Uh, I like to having keep them, them in the family. 
having them retire and spend the rest of their years with someone they know is definitely a better better option, I yeah. think, that, than sending them out. Or whether or not it's, it's a loving home, we always make sure that the welfare of the dog is our most importance to us. So. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And it doesn't always mean when they go home they'll be my, – my old girl, when she retired, I thought mm-hmm. she'd come home and she'd be just me, but – She's unfaithful. She loves her husband. <laughs> Rest of the family, yep. <laughs> Always the way. You were the one that had to work her. Now she's back, kicking back and relaxing and enjoying someone else's company. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. But, no, and look, I, like I said, I was very lucky to have her her whole career. Um, yeah. yeah. So she she's my standout. And it's not always for her, like – I've worked much more drivier dogs since her, um, yeah. but because I was like had that whole time with her, it was a very different relationship. Yeah. Um, one more question before we do go. Um, you mentioned you started with beagles. Are, are there big differences between mannerisms that beagles and Labradors have, or oh, is that yes. just the way yeah. that you adapt as a handler? <laughs> well, yeah. that too. So the adapting, but be- beagles are very belligerent. They just want to keep on going. Labradors just want to please you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, beagles, yeah, they. it didn't matter who was on the end of the lead with a beagle. <laughs> they go and sniff out everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. They both have pros and cons. Like I, I yeah. love love the beagles, love the Labradors. We work very differently now, um, and Labradors are what suits our, our current climate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for spending your Friday afternoon with me, Leanne. Um, I hope the rest of your shift goes well. Not a problem. And I think I've sent through some photos. Yes, I did get a couple of you and... Wyatt. Wyatt. I was going to say Gordy Wyatt, yep. Yeah, he's naughty. He's Um, naughty. But naughty in a good way. He's always looking for something new again, is he? Well, well, that's the thing. Um, In a detection dog, it's nice to have a little bit of naughtiness because... It just gives them a good attitude to work. They really, they're inquisitive. Yeah, that, that's one of the best things about a dog. They're usually not um, just sitting back and they always want to see something new out. Yeah, so, yeah. From yeah. the time they, from the time that he gets to work, his nose is going constantly. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. He has a very good work ethic. So he, he starts and finishes the same way. Wow. Good yeah. on him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much, Leanne. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. See you later. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to our special podcast series. We've been extremely excited to share the Biosecurity Detector Dog program with you as part of last year's 30th anniversary. We are eagerly anticipating the leaps and bounds the program will make in its future. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Detect and Protect. You can find out more information on the department's website or by visiting biosecurity.gov.au. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast series to get updates on future topics and learn more about Australian biosecurity. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media pages. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll catch you on the next episode of Detect and Protect. Detect.